This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everybody, and welcome to But Am I Wrong, the greatest podcast featuring two people who are always great and never wrong. Beautiful. Love it. It's facts. It's actually written in the. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like the Declaration of Independence. I was like, no, the Constitution. It's in the Constitution. It was on the tablets that Moses had with the Ten Commandments on there. It, it was in things in like Egypt, but then the British Museum stole it. So you got to go steal back from. Them. But that no, Nicholas Cage is working on it. He's breaking <laughs> in and he's stealing it back. And he found that written in milk on like in the white ink on the back of those documents is negative <laughs> Melissa are never wrong. <laughs> I always loved it as a kid when you could like, what is it that you like write something in milk on something and then what did you what do you do? I have never heard of this. Yeah. God, okay, only a child thinks I really entertain myself. What is it? It's something where you write with milk and it's like clear and then you either like burn it or something. You know what I was really into as a kid was <laughs> taking first of all, I love to make my own paper where you like you mush up all of these like paper scraps and then you use like the strainer kind of thing and you like press and you make your own paper out mm-hmm. of other paper, which is kind of mm-hmm. just like making yogurt where you're like, you need it to make it. Um, mm-hmm. But I also was obsessed. Your starter. <laughs> yeah, I was obsessed. What is it called? The squ- the, the squirgle, the skugle, the skeeble, the skeagle, the skoogie, scooby. Oh, scoby? Scoby. I think that's for... Sourdough. No, that's that's kombucha, yeah. scooby dooby doo um, But I was obsessed as a kid, and I would do it for every fucking project. Like, any excuse I had, birthday cards, I would do the, where you get a piece of just, like, regular printer paper, and then you use a tea bag and you just teabag the paper, and you make it look all old, and you burn yeah. the edges. That was my shit. My parents would never let me do it. They were <gasps> like, this is dumb. <laughs> they didn't say it was dumb, but they were just like, why would you be wasteful like this? And I was like, it's to make it look old. And they said, but why? Me, I was all about, here's the thing. My, when I came to school and projects, mine was much more about presentation than contents. And I lived for it. Mm. I did look up the milk thing and there are several videos on how to do it. So so what's the result though? Like, how do you see it afterwards? Do you burn it or do you leave it in the sun? I mean, it's video, so I don't know. Milk writing. Writing. On. I wonder if this is going to be a bunch of like Waldorf Montessori kids who are like, I know what she's talking about. <laughs> you have to heat it up. Yeah. So you, then you heat it up. Yeah. With like a light bulb. And they said, <gasps> be careful. Don't use fire. <laughs> yes. 
it is with the light. You would hold it up and then the secret message would appear, which would always be like just my name. <laughs> my secret message is Megan. I was here. Truly. That's that's essentially it. So, wow. I feel like that really gave you a wonderful sense about what this podcast is about. Oh, my name is Megan. I'm joined by my co-host, producer, and the absolute diamond of the season. Is that what it's called? You could say that. Diamond of the season, diamond of the year, diamond of the century. Melissa, diamond. You were so lucky. Like, I don't even, did the Bridgerton know that? No. I mean, unless they just Googled me, which I highly doubt they did. So that's how it's, you know, it's serendipitous. <laughs> we talked about that on Don't Blame Me, right? It came out this week. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to hear Melissa's story about that, go listen to that last episode. That was two before this one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so do you want to describe what this podcast is? This podcast is where we judge if people are right or wrong in situations It can be us personally. It's the first segment where we talk about things that are happening in either in our life or a hot topic that's going on in the world. Then we go to you guys writing in at butamirongpod at gmail.com. I never, I don't think I've said it. I know. I just love the hesitation because I just feel seen in this moment. Uh, Use 300 words. And we're very strict on this. 300 words or less to describe what is happening right now in your life. And then at the end, we will choose a moment that's happening in the world to share with you all about who is wrong, the wrong of the week, a.k.a. Rachel of the week. I just want to give a shout out to all of the good Rachels who are just really trying to carry the name. Rachel Maddow is just like oh, yeah, breaking breaking their back over this like it's hard I don't know if Rachel Ray is a good person so I'm not here to like yeah say either or I've always got a I don't know I know and I haven't heard anything and then for everything that we say and gets written in then you can vote on it and those go up after the episode is aired might be Friday it's usually Friday but it could be Monday at the latest Yeah, so you can head on over to our Instagram, which we always have linked in the show notes, and vote on who you think was wrong on uh, every single thing we talk about on this episode. I have instructions. I literally post before every time I post the polls. So just really read through them all. And as always, sometimes because I'm uploading them in mass, like a lot of them all at once, they don't all pop up on the stories that day. So I put them in the highlights the exact same time. And if you vote wrong, totally let us know. Send us a message. And if you're voting towards the unpopular opinion and you have feelings, let us know why. So shall we read the results of last week? Yes, we shall. So who is wrong from episode 22? First, we have me versus sexism in parent blogging. 97% said I was not wrong. 3% said I was wrong. And a lot of people said that they voted wrong. And I got a lot of messages of people who were appreciative because they had never thought about it this way and that they were, you know, thankful for that. And I do want to add, I know I give so many disclaimers in that, but like, I'm not talking about people like the Ace family. Like, I'm not talking about people like that. I I just want to reiterate again, if anyone is hearing this and didn't listen to that one. So if you have feelings on this, make sure you listen, because I think I did a pretty good job explaining the specifics of who I'm addressing. 
I have no idea who the Ace family is, but cool. Well, consider yourself blessed. <laughs> All right. So this is me versus an associate that shared my contact information. 99% said I was not wrong. 1% said I was wrong. I was actually surprised. More people are usually against me. <laughs> like, I'm so not a contrarian like in that kind of way, like I, I love an echo chamber. Like I love mm. being around people with my, I don't love, I'm not one of those people like, I just like love to argue. Like I just like, I love debate. No, I don't love debating. So when people listen to our podcast and they're always disagreeing with us, I'm like, do you have fun here? Because mm-hmm. like, I hate that. I'm like, let me just find my people. Okay. Then we have writer number one versus not telling sister-in-law their wedding date is on the sister-in-law's birthday. said the writer is wrong. Tell her. 4% said the writer is not wrong. Don't tell her. And then 50% said writer is hella wrong and should pick a different date. I wholeheartedly agree with this. I will say that the the message we got of people who are like, the sister-in-law shouldn't care at all. Like, you don't have to tell her. Like, that's totally fine. Who cares? And then people being like, I would be so livid and so mad. Like, how could anyone think this? It's just... Somebody is specifically said why would adults care and I'm like I would care if every year like it's their anniversary and then it's my birthday like I would care well and also I think that the it's coming from a place of the person whose wedding it is would also care but she's banking on that she's gonna always have priority that like Mm -hmm. she just like you're going to have to, it's a competition and one person's going to win. And the person who like doesn't think it's a big deal and like is like cool with it is because they're are having that priority. Yep. Writer number two versus the guy she's talking to that bought a spider, that bought spiders. Uh, 94% said the writer is wrong. 6% said the guy is wrong. Checks out, checks out. No ill will to this, the person who wrote him. I think everybody just has the exact same feeling of it's only two months. Don't need to don't need to worry about don't it. Don't live in the same time zone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we have writer number three versus the boyfriend who is close to his family. 91% said the writer is wrong. The boyfriend and the family are normal. And then 9% said boyfriend is wrong. He's too close to his family. A lot of people who said that he was wrong or he was too close. I will say there's a lot of projecting in the comments. People are like, well, I was with someone who like, blah, blah. I'm like, well, we don't have any of that information. Mm-hmm. Like all we have is that they like text and like have a close relationship. Like we, I mean, I feel like we're the first people on this podcast and our other podcasts to hop on and be like, your fucking relationship with your sister's gross, dude. This is weird. Like, or mother-in-law. Like we're very adamant on that side, but we need some ev- evidence and reasoning there. Yeah. Writer number four versus boyfriend's parents who thought she was rude at their rich friend's houses. Who is wrong? 3% said the writer is wrong. 55% said her boyfriend's wrong. 41% says his parents are wrong. A lot of people wrote in and were like, both the boyfriend and the parents are wrong. So I think we should just combine them. (laughs) Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Okay, then we have uh, who I nominated for Wrong of the Week, which was Where the Crawdads Sing. 12% said the author is wrong. 1% said Reese is wrong. 0% said Taylor is wrong. But 87% said all of the above is wrong. Did any single po- one person voted for Taylor is wrong? Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it's the all, I, they had to include the all of the above. Mm-hmm. 
So, because I, I think the only person that we can say has the, the most wrong is the one who has the criminal charges who mm-hmm. they're running from. But then everyone else is the same Accessories. level. Yep. Same level of wrong. All right. Then wrong of the week, Judd Apatow. And any overreacting over the slap who is wrong. 38% said Judd and Co. are wrong. 1% said Joe and Co. are not wrong. And then 60% said I'm white and minding my business. I will say there were other people of color that are not white that also voted in the last part as well. Yes, got a lot of those. Mm-hmm. I should have been more specific about it. There's not a lot of characters, but... Yeah, people of color who are not black also voted with the I'm white and minding my business. I do find it a little... <laughs> A little telling. I hope you all know that we can see when you vote because the amount of Judd and Co. are not wrong. And I pull up and I see your white profile picture. I'm like, did you not see the answer that was pre-selected for you? Mm -hmm. This is is pre-selected for you. But I will say it was, you know, even before I think either of us had responded to like the Facebook group, like when this happened, we've said it before and I'll say it again. We have really in purging so many people from the group and being so highly selective with that, like there is a a weight off my shoulders of uh, moderating mm-hmm. that when I logged on like a couple of hours after when people were talking about the slap, I just was like, wow, I am I am so glad that this <laughs> this discourse was not happening like mm-hmm. a year and a half ago when we were suddenly seeing people with like all the camo fucking printed shirts pop out of the woodwork commenting on things. Yep. So yeah. Okay. If you want to vote on what we talk about in this episode, we also recommend taking notes. People have said that that's been very helpful. So you remember what each of these little bits are about. So you have, um, so you have uh, uh, your your thoughts and your feelings all all laid out for when it's ready time to vote. God, I am sorry, I did not sleep. Okay. Now it is time for the But Am I Wrong segment where we essentially pitch each other things that have happened in our lives recently and we will ask if we were wrong or we will also do hot takes. Mm -hmm. So for my But Am I Wrong, this is a hot take. And okay, here's the thing. It might not even be a hot take. It's something that I have probably no one else has thought about before, but I have so many feelings for and I absolutely hate them. I have a personal vendetta that I think international and national days are fucking stupid. I know we talked about my hatred of International Women's Day, but I... Is this pet day? (laughs) Yes. I fucking hate International (laughs) Donut Day. International, like, or just all of this shit. I just think it's so stupid. I think we're wasting the minds of wonderful journalists everywhere who have to fucking right up on like, here's a listicle on the net. Blah, 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 blah. It's just like, okay, where we are in the world, you and I don't need. I don't. And also who comes up with them? So then I did some fucking research, which took me to an NPR article. And I just want to say that what I felt like I was definitely alone in this hatred, but I found my people. With NPR people? I could have told you a long time ago that NPR were your people. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I grew up with. And this was, I think, posted... I think this article was like, this is like years old. I think maybe 2015 or 2018 or something. But originally, the U.S. Congress was who was doing these 
holidays, they would call them commemorative periods. And then legislators, as a quote, legislators went a little crazy with them in the 1980s. The peak of this was during... It does feel very 80s. The 1985 to 86 congressional selection. During that time, one in every three laws established something like National Air Traffic Control Day or National Bowling Week. It got so bad that the House of Representatives eventually said, enough, we're not doing this anymore. And then people started, like, submitting, like, their own things. And now there's, like, all of these people who, like, do this shit. Which, first of all, I'm like, do you have a conference? Like, do you coordinate with each other to be like, okay, who decides? But I don't think they do because every day, like, what's today? Mm-hmm. Let's look up. It's Let's April see. 12th. I think, oh, I just hate it. And I hate that they call them holidays. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, no. Or, like, a national day. Okay, today is National Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day, Education and Sharing Day, International Be Kind to Lawyers Day, National Licorice Day, National Big Wind Day. I mean, to be fair, we are having some we are having some big, big wind. wind. <laughs> so the wind is, is celebrating. <laughs> I'm gonna find what's on my birthday, which I just think like if it's not gonna be, and they literally have this under August fourth holidays. I saw like three posts about grilled cheese and I didn't know why. And now it makes sense. Someone on Tasty took a grilled cheese, like they took a piece of bread, rolled it out. So it was very flat and then put two slices of American cheese and then rolled it into like Like a taquito. Yes. And then fried it, grilled it, I guess. I mean, we say it's a grilled cheese, but it's actually fried. And then they did it, and then they were dipping it in tomato soup. And I was like, why Why all this effort? First of all, that's so chewy. Yeah. And it makes sense now since it's grilled cheese day, but awful. The first time I ever visited, or maybe it might have been the first time I ever, like, met my brother as, like, an adult. Or mm-hmm. not as an adult. As <laughs> I was I was eight. <laughs> as, like, as, <laughs> as, like a, as not a baby. As, like, a time I could remember. It was the first mm-hmm. time I ever saw Wonder Bread. And I remember it was handed to me with a Jiffy peanut butter. And I just, like, squished the Wonder Bread down. And then I flattened it out like a pancake. And he was like, are you going to eat that? I was like, no. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I did not enjoy that. It became a sensory game. I'm surprised you didn't have it with your family that you're eating Hawaiian rolls with. Oh, they might have had it there, but I I think the, at least Hawaiian rolls have like color to them. But like when they handed me this like powder white soft bread and then the peanut butter where like I didn't know peanut butter didn't come separated. And I was like, why is it fluffy? Like what is all? I was like, I hate all of this. But here's OK. The last thing I'll say about that is nationaltoday.com. I have a fucking bone to pick with you all because I'm sorry, you put next to National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, National White Wine Day, single, this is my birthday, Single Working Women's Day, U.S. Coast Guard birthday, and then Barack Obama's birthday. You're going to put Barack Obama's birthday compared to national, like, National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, and you're not even going to have my birthday on there? I just think we need to (laughs) rule this out, and we just need to promote famous birthdays, and famous birthdays, they can stay, but national days are fucking out. Hold on, I I gotta see what's on my birthday. Like these are some. This is someone's job. Here's the thing. That's their job. Whatever. But now you make it our job to care. I don't care. And then all of the fucking por- writers at BuzzFeed, all of those fucking people everywhere. You know, BuzzFeed is loving it. 
I think BuzzFeed up top is loving it. I think the people who are forced to write the stories who have like $17,000 in debt from Northwestern are like, I went to school for this. Like, I just think that of all, I just think that they've made it our problem. They've made it every social media manager's fucking problem. And like, we have enough problems. I don't need a national cookie day that nothing happens to me unless you're going to personally deliver me with these things or you're going to offer me something. Don't, no, no. It's just capitalism. That's all it is. Mine is, I think these are fitting for my birthday though. Okay. National do a grouch a favor day. (laughs) Yeah. Wish me a happy birthday and get me something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Makes sense. And then National Almond Day. I love almonds, but as someone who's who's against big milk, it falls into the, the same category. It does. <laughs> it's Tim Tam Day. Oh, okay. I like that too. I'll I'll go with that. Innovation Day. I'll go with that too. And then Patsky Day. That? It knows a, a dessert indulged in around Lent. Okay. So I just think that we are all constantly being scammed. And the only good things that I can, I'm like, I'll take 7-Eleven. Like, yes, July 11th, free free Slurpees, for sure. Like, that's just the day that exists. Pie day, pie, 100%. But unless we are celebrating every single one of these days and someone else is providing them and they are on someone else's dime, stop. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. And I think they're so stupid. I'm so <laughs> mad about it. I'm like, you so remind mad. me of uh, <laughs> that Michael Jordan PSA that came out like in the 90s, but people have popularized it recently in GIF form where he's just like, just stop. Yes. <laughs> Literally, that's how I feel. I'm just like, stop. Literally stop. Like, it's just, we're embarrassing everyone. And like, here, it is already hard enough to be an American. It is hard enough to like go see, see the rest of the country make, the rest of the world making fun of us. And then we have to stand up here and defend National Bacon Day. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know. But a lot of these are like international too. So like, is there a committee that sits down internationally and decides that this is a day? Could we not find better things to do with our time? Right. Like, abolish this job so then we can do other <laughs> shit like just abolish it like i this is where i hear this is this is where i draw the line in capitalism like this is like this is the tipping point for me like i'm already mad but like this is something that like this is how they're this is how they're indoctrinating us they're making it seem so like fun and frivolous and lighthearted. i go no you're calling it national donut day and then you're being like if you buy 11 donuts you'll get one for free you can, don't give like, them away for free at krispy kreme Yeah, but then they're making you go do that and support that. And then you're like, wow, they're so nice for doing this. And it's like, no, it's because there's a a whole elaborate scam. Yeah, but Krispy Kreme does give away free donuts like all day long. If the light's on, you can get it for free. Didn't they also do like the you got a free donut if you got vaccinated or something? Yeah. Okay, so I take it back. Uh, Fuck you, Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know. Someone else. Like, I, Krispy Kreme, oh, you hold do on. seem great. People that love Dunkin' Donuts oh, God, scare me. Yeah, they all scare <laughs> me. So take that back. It's, the, it's that Boston car commercial yeah. where it's like Chris Evans. Everyone's like, pack a cap. Like, they're yeah. going to come after me. Yeah. You know, I won't fuck with you. Okay, so like. I don't know, Winchell's? I can't, if you ride for Winchell's, we have an issue. One, Winchell's isn't, like, nas- national. And then two, I feel like Winchell's is a front for something else because they're terrible donuts, but they're oh. on every corner. Like, you can go to Winchell's and get a donut and throw it at a window and it'll break it. 
Yes. The, the window will break and then the donut will just disintegrate. Like, yeah. it'll just become powder. Like, it just, <laughs> it, it it turns to dust. Like, fucking Thanos snapped. Mm-hmm. Like, they are so, at no point of the in the day are they good. No. No, not at all. I just hate this. It just makes me so mad. <laughs> it just makes me so fucking mad. Oh, I enjoyed this a lot. <laughs> I went on like a rant about this with Mots the other day, and he was like, dude, it's not that deep. And I was like, but it is. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Good job. Mine Thank is you. much more serious. <laughs> okay, oh, I'll stop laughing. Okay. I'm trying to stop too. So, mine is there is someone that is a family friend of mine that is very homophobic. You actually know who this is because I've talked about it to you before. Oh, yeah. I was like, another one. (laughs) (laughs) Same one. But then they claim not to be anymore because they were accepting of someone in their family that is queer. And then they got up and made a public declaration about how they hope that this person comes back to God, even though they claim to love them and also accepted them and accepted their family that they have. This person was invited to an event. And I said, I refuse to go unless you uninvite this person. And the person that was throwing this event was like, well, their family is fine with it. I said, I don't care. And I actually know that they're actually not fine with it. They're just keeping up face because they don't want to cause a rift. And so I got that person uninvited to the event. What? So was I wrong? No, not at all. That shit makes me so upset. And like, I just don't know how they're not embarrassed. Like, because like, you're Christian, you grew up Christian, Mm -hmm. both your parents are like very active, actively Mm -hmm. practicing. And you literally have like the whole thing of like lead by example. I'm like, I'm sorry, you have an example right here and you, you can't. And then it becomes like a, there is no when you see other people who are religious, who have absolutely no issue with it because there mm-hmm. is no issue with it, mm-hmm. then you're just homophobic. Like, you can't hide behind anything. You're just homophobic. Right. And that's just, like, so... I mean, you know, obviously it's sad and serious, but I'm also just like, why... So weird. Why do you care? Like, that's so odd. You know, I will be at the event and they won't, won't <laughs> and that makes me very happy. I We love consequences for people's own actions. Yeah. Don't be homophobic. Don't be racist. Don't be ableist. Don't be an asshole. And then Mm -hmm. expect not to get your ass handed to you physically, verbally, or just uninvited. Yep. So have fun. (laughs) (laughs) We'll post a lot of pictures. (laughs) God. Okay. Now it's time for But Are You Wrong? So we're going to read the email submissions that you sent in. I think we got some really good ones this week. I think so, too. I, I saved three. You and I more. Need to... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 21 years old. She, her, and the other person in this story is the same age he, him. I'm in a college art class, and this person I sit next to gets on my last nerve. He's constantly making some kind of noise during lectures, whether it be drumming on the table, scribbling his pencils, or messing with the rings on his sketchbook. I don't know him, so there's a chance he could have ADHD, but I'm not sure. I get that long classes can be difficult for those with ADHD, but all of his noises are very distracting. Am I wrong for being annoyed and thinking he should be able to find a quieter way to keep himself occupied? I don't want to blame him for something he can't control, but we are also adults and maybe he could try and find less distracting ways to manage it. Moving seats is not an option. Also, I'm sensitive, so please don't be too harsh. Thanks. I don't believe you that you're sensitive. (laughs) I don't either. It's hard not to 
be harsh in a situation like this. Like, because you're being so wildly harsh and not sent, like, you're mm-hmm. basically so just able saying, is. yeah, you're basically just saying, like, I get that he could have ADHD, just, like, throw that out there, but then, like, you're not getting that he could no. have ADHD. Or he could, it could, be, he could be neurodivergent in any other way. Mm-hmm. Like he could, it, it, he could have anxiety. Like it doesn't have to just be that. But like, I think that like as someone with ADHD, I have my own noises that I make, but I can get really overwhelmed with noises that other people make. And if I'm comfortable, I will ask that person, like, "Hey, can you like, can you not like? I'm so sorry, but like that's I do that to moms all the time. I'm like, can you not do that? And if they were like, "Oh, sorry," I just like you know, need to get like stimulated, like I something, I would be like, oh, then continue on, like no hard feelings. I'm going to talk to the teacher about moving to a different seat. That's the conversation that you have. As somebody with ADHD, I've had that conversation with other people who like my noises, I'm sure are annoying, but I also get annoyed by other people's like noises because they can be distracting to me. But like, I will say something and then if I can't, then I will, uh, I will just move or I will, I will put headphones on. If it's like a, on an airplane and it's someone I don't know, I will put headphones on. I will, I, I will put earplugs. In. I'll do something else like about that. But that's if someone that I wasn't close to or someone came at it from this, like, mm, like you can just the you're an adult, like you can find a different way that, whoa, what? I'm sorry. Huh? But no. No, that's just you're you're just being wildly ableist in how you're describing this and talking about it. Like you're allowed to be annoyed by the noises that someone makes, but you have two options. Either you kindly uh, like talk to them about it. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that, which I think is fair and valid, then you solve your problem. Or talk to the teacher about it and they can help too. They can help facilitate it. Yeah, you can just like... Uh, you moving seats is not an option you can tell your teacher like hey like he's very noisy and like it's it's just really distracting to me and I feel a little uncomfortable uh saying something to him if he on the chance that he is like neurodivergent it's something that he like can't control and then the teacher can be like okay you can move or you can be like okay I'm gonna wear headphones okay I'm going to put earplugs in but this is just like the most neurotypical thing I've ever yeah (laughs) yeah there's even somebody that I podcast with that makes a lot of noises like drumming and things like that when we're recording. And so I got them a fidget toy that's quiet that they can use while we're recording. And they said that they take it with them to other places now too, because they didn't realize that they were always clicking pins or drumming on things and stuff. So there's kind ways that you can go about doing this. My therapist got that, got some stuff like that for me for like sessions because I would just rip apart tissues and like do all of this stuff. And then I would spend five minutes after the session cleaning up everything that I had like ripped apart everywhere. And she got me some of those stuff. So like if you want to be nice, be like, hey, like you can even make up like, hey, I bought this uh, little like fidget toy for myself or like one of my friends. And I noticed that you tend to fidget in class and like that one noise that like this thing like can be kind of distracting. So I would like wanted to give you this. Hopefully maybe like this would like that's a very kind mm-hmm. way to go about doing this but just because you acknowledge something could be a neurodivergent trait doesn't mean that that's enough like right. you have to you can't just acknowledge that it might be an ish that might be the cause without actually factoring that in but if you don't have if you don't change your energy i don't think you should talk to him because no. th- i would feel really offended this was offensive <laughs> yeah <sighs> 
Okay. All right. Next one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I have a family situation I would appreciate your take on. My she, her mom has been working on herself by losing over 100 pounds, fixing up my childhood home and starting new friendships. My parents are still married. We recently had a birthday party for my dad. And prior to this, my mom told us she wanted to get a picture of her and her kids. Those are in quotes, completely excluding my dad on his birthday. During a conversation, my sister and I discovered that our mom had separate conversations with with us where she alluded to divorcing my dad without any effort to make amends. My mom's behavior has increasingly become selfish or dismissive about things my siblings and I say. This is where Elle comes in. All my mom talks about is her friend Elle, who she has never met in person. Elle is coming from Montana to visit my mom in Ontario, Canada in June. Through other things my mom has said, my sister and I believe she may be in a relationship with Elle. When Elle comes to visit my mom, they want to meet my siblings and I all separately. I am speculating here, but we believe this is when my mom and Elle will reveal that they are in a relationship. This makes me so unbelievably uncomfortable despite my distant relationship with my dad. I can't help but feel sorry for him. Am I wrong for not liking how my mom has been behaving? Am I wrong for not being supportive of my mom's friendship and not wanting to meet Elle? (laughs) Your mom is feeling herself real hard here um, and is becoming, it seems like a whole new person that you don't even recognize. Making new friends, even distant friends that she hasn't met before and bringing them across the border. (laughs) That's like really embarrassing. (laughs) Like across like, the border, like for real. <laughs> like, that's me? actually really embarrassing. Yeah. Like, I get if you're going to divorce your husband, like, can't you find like a local hookup? <laughs> like, this just feels like, okay, like you're doing all of this shit. Like, can't we just like keep it in the province? Like, why did you need to like get some from? <laughs> what just- if L is a scammer and they're like, I need to get to Canada? <laughs> uh, hey, hey, gotta make it work for you. Relationships are mutually beneficial. <laughs> yeah, this is sweet. So does like your dad, so they're still They're married. Married. Mm-hmm. Is she gonna introduce Elle to your dad too? Right. Where is Elle staying? Yeah. And like, okay, does your here's my question. Like, what you, it doesn't seem like so you have distance with your dad, but it also seems like you know, you're not rallying behind your mom, like being like, yeah, fucking leave this man. Like, Mm -hmm. it just seems like it it, it just like she she listened. She's having her hot girl summer. But like she just didn't tie up any like she didn't know. She's not PEMDASing hot girl summer correctly. Like she's going Mm -hmm. all over the place. And I'm like, order of operations, man. You must get divorced first. But that's also speculating that ill is someone that the mom is dating well because we don't i mean they could really just be a friend that just seems like a lot to date someone it's if she's out here making new friends which it just seems like she well that's what the writer said that she's doing where how did they meet yeah plenty of fish that's what i mean like how do you meet a long distance friend when you're like I don't know, 50. Unless they're like on Facebook and they have then common that's interests. A catfish. Unless they're unless they're like maybe she's in like, let's say since she did lose a hundred pounds and she's in the support group of other people like that. 
that are on a weight loss, as they call it, journey and they're friends. And now they're going to maybe maybe Ellis an actual friend and they're going to have their hot girl summer together. And then what Elle needs to meet all of the you're adult kids. Yeah. And then it's like, I need to sit down and meet each of you individually. Mm-hmm. Also, like, is that because like you all need to have like a family meeting afterwards? My other question. So the picture, this is my theory, though. The picture that your mom wanted to take before your dad's birthday, I'm assuming like she got all dolled up and she wanted a picture with her kids. I think she wanted to use that for a dating profile. See, I think it was just like, I want a family picture, but I'm about to divorce dad soon. And so and I don't, I don't want to photoshop him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What does your dad say? Here's the thing. I would just say that like, this just seems like you're not that close to your dad. And like, I do think you're, I don't think you're wrong for feeling this at all. Like, I think your mom is going about this completely wrong. But like, to give you some unsolicited advice, I would just not stay participate. Out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I don't think you need, you don't owe your mom having to meet the L. I would be curious. I want to meet L because I want to get all the information and I would become fucking Ronan Pharaoh and ask all the questions, get all the details, find out who the fuck this person is because I feel like if you don't do this, then they could, if it's somebody that is somebody that you don't, think your mom should be hanging out with at all if you don't meet them that then you can't have an informed opinion to share with your mom about this you know you mentioned siblings Mm -hmm. if you appoint your pettiest sibling you all get together ahead of time you write down a list of questions and you you write it down on your on paper with milk ink and then you do (laughs) it you stain it with a tea bag and you burn the edges and you roll it and so then when you get there you do the dramatic like scroll dropping (laughs) down and you read all of the questions off but I think, yeah, I don't think all of you need to go. But like, because no. if it's like, I want to meet everyone separately, like That's individually, weird. that just feels like you're trying to like keep everybody like on different pages and give mm-hmm. some people different information. So like you need to appoint the leader, the the Senate majority leader mm-hmm. who is going to go. And if you live in a state, well, it's Canada. So if you live in a province where you can like record conversations and you're not done with the best memory without like the consent, maybe record it so then you can play it back yeah. for uh your your uh, siblings afterwards and then decide if you're gonna like what you're gonna tell your dad or not right but like in general like the whole like concept which i think is like very smart and necessary is that parents should be teaching their kids that you don't keep secrets for adults like that's even even when you get to be in a, like a grown like you don't keep secrets because like that's just it's crossing boundaries if a parent is asking you to keep a secret from another parent so you don't have to be involved in that and it's not your responsibility yeah but Ugh. damn mama's messy yeah she's very messy very messy very messy maybe there's like a, a weight watchers dating app i could see that i could fully see that because they yeah. are a cult. it's called ww now yeah because they wanted they're like so sorry i know that we said that teenagers and children should be on weight watchers so like let's just change it to ww so it doesn't sound as bad and i'm like mm. only good thing they ever did was oprah <laughs> Was that fucking commercial? I love I bread. love bread. I love bread. I love bread. <laughs> it's literally the greatest piece of content that, they've, that anyone's ever done. Like that is it. Okay, shall we take a quick break? Let's do it. Today's episode is brought to you by. A sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, 
in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards 
And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got The Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> When I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. back let's get into the rest of the episode and i'm gonna read the next one <laughs> i want to give a shout out to the person who wrote this not when i say all the names in here i just want to say that i appreciate the pseudonyms that they chose for this and if you know you know Hi, Megan and Melissa. I absolutely love the podcast. My best friend and I are being ignored by our other best friend because we're in relationships and she's not. I, 23 female, and my two best friends, Paris, a 24 female, and Lane, 24 female, live in the same city and all went to college together. I have been with my boyfriend, Logan, 24 male, for five years, and we live together. Paris has been with her boyfriend, Doyle, 24 male, for two years. We're both very private about our relationships, though. Lane is single. We either hang out just as us girls or we hang out in a group with Paris's boyfriend and his male roommate, Colin, 24, and Logan's male best friend, Finn, 23. So she's rarely the only single person. Last week was Logan's birthday, so we all went to dinner. Paris and I have felt like Lane has been ignoring us for the past month, but we weren't sure why. At dinner, Lane kept getting up to go to the bathroom, and she was acting very weird, and everyone noticed. I followed her to the bathroom and found Lane sobbing, and she told me that it's hard for her to be around Paris and I because we're in relationships and she's not. She spent over 30 minutes crying to me in the bathroom, and when we got back to the table, everyone could tell was something was really wrong, so we got the check and left. Are Paris and I wrong for being upset with Lane about how she acted at Logan's dinner? Are we assholes for being mad that she doesn't want to see us even without our boyfriends there? So the name references are Gilmore Girls. Well, I figured that with a name like Doyle. <laughs> I figured that's what it was. 
I just need you to rephrase this question. Am I wrong for being upset with my friend for crying because she is feeling, she's struggling with being single when her two best friends are in relationships? Yes. You are always wrong if you are upset at somebody for crying. <laughs> like, if you're not, that, that's just like, this is, I'm, I'm going to say this, and this is big Rory Gilmore behavior. And that's not a compliment. <laughs> like, you cast yourself as Rory in this, and like, in the way that you've described in these group hangouts, it's like there's one other guy and that's who she's, she's not the, or she, but she's the only single girl there. And then it's not her friends, her guy friends who are there, people she's invited. It's your boyfriend's other friends who are there. Like being the only single friend, like is definitely a lot. And I think that like, based on your reaction, I could completely understand why she also doesn't really want to hang out with either of you two. Cause it doesn't seem like even individually, you're really understanding or being kind to her. Well, when I was first reading this, well, hearing Megan read it to me aloud, I thought when you said she kept going to the bathroom, you were going to walk in on her doing coke. Um, <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's she would have rather that. That's what I think. If, I, if somebody is at a restaurant and they keep going to the bathroom. We've like, been in L.A. for too long. <laughs> like they're doing coke. I'm like, you're doing coke. Okay. <laughs> and you're just like, this is where tonight is going. Awesome. Maybe it's just me as someone that has no feelings, but I think you're wrong for judging her emotions. But I feel like this is that she overreacted. Like, I don't I don't know what also are there other things going. This just doesn't seem like I just assume that you're really annoying with your boyfriends. It just it doesn't seem like like this isn't there seems like there's something else going on. Like, it's not just this, because if you go somewhere knowing like this is the writer's boyfriend right this is their thing like you know that this is his birthday party if you feel like that you're gonna be emotional maybe she felt obligated to go then like don't go but like it it feels like there's other things going on it's not just this that just seems like a lot to get like mad like crying about every few minutes yeah i i think that i think this is probably the accumulation of like a lot of it built up like over and over and over and it also depends like sometimes people who are in relationships like when you're single depending on the person in the relationship that they're in like you can't really talk to them about dating you can't really talk to them about that because it's like there was this one tiktok going around where people were like like my friends in a relationship when me single like i'm talking about like guys are dating like oh my god girly pop like kevin would never do that like you gotta like you gotta own your like you gotta do so much better like he is the greatest guy ever and like you just need to like stop with these dudes and it was just all this stuff basically being like while that person is like complaining about that a fuck boy in their life or something that they're going through, like the person in a relationship, all they're doing is just talking about how amazing their partner is. And like, as if like, a, oh, I'm just trying to be hopeful and helpful. And all of the comments were like, oh my God, I fucking hate people who do this. It's so annoying. And then all these people were like, wait, I do this. And people mm-hmm. were like, stop, stop. So I could completely understand if it's that. And I think that like, if someone's not wanting to hang out with you both, are you constantly talking about your relationship? Like, are you, cause yeah, it just feels like I can't imagine that it is just like, if Lane was the one writing in, I can't imagine that her like summary of this was, I don't want to hang out with my friends because I'm sad that I'm single. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're, the the way that you are portraying this is obviously from your point of view. So I don't think that you're pr- probably recognizing what you are contributing to that. And like, it's hard. Like it's, and even sometimes just like being around people who are in relationships that like 
you might have two op- operating ways where it's like, it's just natural for you to talk about your partner and how great they are all the time or like constantly talk about being in a relationship or blah, blah, blah. And then the alternate is like a very obviously forced, like trying to stop talking about it. And then it, that can feel kind of like patronizing. So like, I don't know, I get it. If you're always hanging out in those kinds of groups too, like that's just like, I would not. I just, yeah, there there has to be something. Because I mean, like, I'm single and a lot and a lot of my friends are in relationships and I I'm if it's a healthy relationship then I'm happy for them. I'm not like upset. There so there's something else going on. But that's be- based on who you're friends with. Yeah, I know. Cuz some that's, people some people are fucking infuriating in relationships. That's what I'm saying. It's like there's something else. It's not just the fact that you're in relationships there you're doing something that's being hurtful. You definitely are doing something because, like, your interpretation of this is, like, also patronizing. Of, like, mm-hmm. our single friend is sad. And, like, she's just, like, really upset she doesn't have a boyfriend. It's not our fault we have boyfriends. <laughs> like, it's just, like, I, I mean, I do think you're wrong for uh, being upset. I think it's always wrong if you're upset at someone's reaction to something or someone's feelings. Like, that's just, like, really invalidating. And not in itself how you describe how you handled the situation. Like, I would not want to see you solo either. Like, because I would feel like really hurt by Mm -hmm. it because you made it about your boyfriend's birthday instead of your friend's feelings. Right. So I do think you're wrong. And I think you should give Lane space. But I do love that you chose Lane to be the single one because Lane and Zach are not fucking it. All right. My turn. So when the pandemic Lovato started, I, 24, they, them, became a spicy accountant because I wasn't working. Been doing it for two years now, but now that I have a full-time job, it's now part-time. My sister, 22, she, her, told me that her friend, 24, he, him, found my OnlyFans and told her every detail what's going on of me getting fucked, sucking, etc. Gross. I went off on him and treated it like it's nothing saying it's no big deal and he'll still sub to my account when I told him to unfollow. His account name is a bunch of numbers like most new user accounts. I told him, quote, this is why your dad hates you and cut you out of his life for being a stupid cunt, end quote. Silence. He said, okay, here's my account name to block me. After that, I remember he buried his dad last year. <gasps> so am I wrong? Mm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my mouth has opened and closed several times. Okay, Wait, so the way I tell you, I could, I, I could have written. I didn't have. This is something I would have done. Yeah. In the okay, so in the heat of the moment, you said some very hurtful things, and forgot the whole story that his dad had passed away so i understand why you're as mad as you are but i do believe you're wrong because i think you draw the line at he he can never like change any type of relationship with his dad at this point because his dad is dead and so i just think that that is a fresh fresh wound and you went a little bit too far and i think that you're wrong yeah I mean, wasn't intentional. Your goal was to hurt his feelings and you did that, but you didn't you didn't necessarily know that you didn't remember that's what you did. I think you would be more wrong if that <laughs> if you were like, 
ding, 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 his dad's dead. Like, Mm -hmm. let me, like, fucking go for it at that level. But yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think that the embarrassment and guilt you feel, (laughs) I don't want to say you're both even in that sense, but, like, I do feel like, you know, you're, you're like, oh, shit, fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that, like, in general, when I, when I'm, like, coming for people, I really like to cover my bases so I can never be wrong. <laughs> so I don't wish death upon um, everyday people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the, the people I wish death upon are a select few. And also, there are only some people that I would ever publicly say that, like, you know, world would be a better place if, like, RIP'd. Like, and then I also won't. Coming for the family aspect of it, it's so easy to, like, then suddenly you be at fault mm-hmm. that like it's just not worth it. Like there, there are other ways and like more creative ways, and just be like. And I you're think a, you have it in you. Oh, I you know have, you have it in you. Mm-hmm. Like you're a stupid fucking cunt, and like you like call him smelly. Like you can say like. But obviously, he enjoyed watching your videos because he wanted to stay subscribed to it. So like so he has good taste. He He's has just... good taste and he wants to continue to pay and support you. But it's the way that he went a- about it of telling your sister everything. Like no sibling wants to hear about that period, like at all gross. And then he like used it as a way to, to hurt you. And I get it. You heard him back, but like I draw the line at, yeah you know i would have just gone back to the stupid cunt like yeah i would have just left it at that also i don't know if this is like a hot take and like i would love to hear from people who like sex workers i don't think my instinct is that like if you know somebody in real life like unless that person has made it like abundantly clear that they are very comfortable with people that they know personally like consuming their like explicit content i think that you shouldn't like i think that like especially if it's like a friend or something that it's like someone you have a personal relationship with unless you know that they like are comfortable and consent to that because like performing explicit or posting explicit content for like strangers for like work-related things like is different than doing that for like friends and like friends of friends and all of that like I would just I don't know he could have used his real name and you would have seen the transaction he could have also just kept his mouth shut yeah this just feels like the really like uncomfy way of like him trying to like exert power and also potentially like hit on you in a really weird way yeah why would you look at someone be like i'm gonna stay subs like look at them tell their sibling and be like i'm gonna stay subscribed you can't block me if you don't know who i am and then like you hit them in the gut and then they're like okay here's my username but also can they not just create another one account I guess, but then maybe it's bl- ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. The outcome you wanted was achieved. Was the way we got there. I think we can do better. Mm-hmm. I think we can do better. Okay. That is it for that segment. Again, send us your email submissions, other 300 words to buttamywrongpod at gmail.com. And now it is time to move on to our Rachel of the Week slash But Are They Wrong, where we each nominate current event, person, something that's happening, very topical to be publicly shamed. Mm -hmm. So I would like to nominate today and for the rest of forever, the LeBrant family. 
So I saw all this on Twitter. I want to say I appreciate everybody messaging me. So like, many people messaged. Being like, you have to talk about this. Yeah. And I was like, I already was planning on it. So if you are so lucky that you are unfamiliar with the LeBrant family, let me paint you a picture. Siblings are Dating was definitely created specifically for the <laughs> use of their photos. I saw them at VidCon one time and I was like, oh, a family. And then I saw them like make out and I was like, oh God, what in the Utah shit is this? I didn't know who they were until this happened. And I'm glad that I didn't. And I'm also mad that I do know who they are now. So they are a family vlogging channel. He was on Vine, I'm pretty sure. And I think she was just like on Instagram or something, but they're both two separate social media entities who like came together got together and have had a bunch of fucking babies. And the Savannah's wife, uh, her story is that she had either a teen pregnancy or a very young, young, out of wedlock pregnancy. And they're both incredibly Christian. And so that was with a different guy. And uh, so she really has taken this whole, like, saved by whatever to kind of propel all of this. So, hmm. so they uh, released a... And when I need you to understand, when I say quote unquote, I mean quote unquote documentary. It is a YouTube video. (laughs) It is a YouTube video, which also apparently was uh, shot by the same person who did like the Ace Family Charity Basketball promo shit, which is another ordeal we can get into that's so old. But they did this anti-abortion propaganda YouTube video and they compared abortion to the Holocaust and genocide in Rwanda. Mm -hmm. And they've both doubled down on the sentiments. YouTube has, like, demonetized it and is apparently looking into removing it, but I don't think that it will be removed. And they are, they are, first of all, they're both just, like, (laughs) I don't want to say I'm trying to say this kindly, but no. They're, like, literally both fucking idiots. Like, they just, they truly are, like, They are just spreading, like, idiot propaganda and, like, bullshittery to their audience that is exclusively children. And they are also then sharing, having all of these other, like, conservative, very, like, uh, Christian other influencers and people, like, being, like, retweeting and, like, sharing all of that. And then they're going on their Instagram stories and being, like, you have no idea how many, like, influencers and, like, famous people who aren't even Christian who are in my DMs. Every single person you follow, they don't want to publicly say it, but they're all on our side. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? You're not smart enough to do this cult. Like, you're not smart enough to, like, be doing any of this shit. And, like, but when I look at that, I look at that as, like, a, a fully grown adult. But, like, when they're pandering their audience to children... And, like, it's just all of this fucking shame and all of this actual bullshit is so fucked. And they repeatedly, repeatedly are taking else. Like, they did all these Trump-supporting tweets, like, anti-Black Lives Matter, all of this stupid, stupid shit. And then beyond all of that, like, that is all, like, the actual horrible, horrible stuff. They're also so fucking cringy and just, like, embarrassing and, like, in doing so, they are acting like children to entice a children audience. And then they like subtly or not so subtly put in there all of their like bigoted views to an audience that they have curated to exclusively be children. It's fucked up. They have Instagram accounts for each one of their children. That's disgusting as well. Babies. And they have stupid names. It just makes me like, it's like I fully, (laughs) I am so not in their 
they're, they're so not even a blip on my mind. Like, I fully thought that after they did a video tutorial of, like, how to kiss, and it was, like, the cringy... You have to watch it. Oh, Actually, no. You can watch no, Cody Ko react to it. I will not ever watch this. It is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. I've never heard of these people, and I was happy that I never heard of them, and then I kept getting so many DMs about it. And then I clicked on it out of curiosity and after two seconds I turned it off like I can't I couldn't stomach to sit and watch this bullshit um and then so I just went and read someone that broke down what happened and when they posted I went and responded and whatever I think it was the guy his Instagram but I told Mm -hmm. him that he should be ashamed of himself and some other stuff that I said but yeah I am not here for this and they deserve this they deserve worse than rachel the week they deserve i don't know something bad he has a soft face i could kick his ass so easily yeah like i don't care how much he bench benches like he has the most punchable face Mm -hmm. he has the most punchable face in the entire world When I say that, like, someone is, like, embarrassing or cringy or whatever, like, I don't necessarily mean that, like, they're, like, their presence, like, yes in itself, but, like, they actively, like, do these things. They're adults. They do these things, not this specifically, but, like, just, like, video on, like, how to kiss and blah, blah, blah. They talk in these, like, weird voices and they're, like, they're, they are intentionally doing all of this stuff and, like, they are making the choice to continue to do this shit and, like, just be so, so embarrassing and it's because because the people who eat that shit up are literal kids. Mm-hmm. I was going to say this is why parents should be watching their kids on their iPads, but there's probably a large amount of parents that would love their kids to watch this stuff. When they incorporate that kind of stuff in, I don't need to know. I, I don't need you to make an entire documentary telling me that you are against abortion. I know. We all know. Mm-hmm. We all know. But the goal is not that. The goal is that it's not about sharing. Their, it is about trying to convince other people. And that becomes, I'm like, no, no, no. That's where I think YouTube specifically should draw the line because the standards that you are held to as a family creator, the kind of content, like the amount, like so many people with like who, if they just had their kids in YouTube videos, like got their comment section taken away for like two years. Like there's all of these like extreme higher regulations for that. But you will see it time and time again that like the biggest creators that just completely slips through the cracks because it's not law. It's an algorithm and it's like, it's capital. It's it's what benefits YouTube view wise. What does this, this and this mm-hmm. to, like appease advertisers and all of that. And like, until we have like actual legislation about this, like it is always going to be the people with the biggest audiences who brack in the most amount of money are going to be able to get away with doing sh- such terrible shit that other people wouldn't be right. able to get away with doing. Right, right. Ugh. They're so embarrassing. Also, someone sent me a message and said, or maybe it was on Twitter, that they said, allegedly, because I don't watch their videos, but they are talking about homeschooling their nine-year-old so she can help take care of all the other kids. This is why blonde people should not procreate. Like, it's just like, how do we not know that we're not related? <laughs> like, how? Tell me. Like, it's true. Also, because, like, I mean, not to be, like, if we want not to bring up the Aryan race or whatever, but it's like, Come on, like the light eyed, like blonde hair, all of that shit. Like we know what all of those fucking people did to maintain these genetic, essentially mutations, Mm -hmm. incest. And then you're going to go out of your, I'm sure there's some fucking incest in my family at some point, I'm sure. And then you're going to go out of your way as an adult in 2022 to marry somebody who also has blonde hair and blue eyes, your cousins. 
your cousins. Did you do a 23 and me? Like, it should be required. <sighs> oh, Megan. All right. Mine is actually kind of in the same vein. My Rachel of the Week is Texas. And there were murder charges brought against, for the first time against, well, in recent history, against a woman that had it was accused of self-induced abortion. Thankfully, the charges have been dropped, but this just shows like how they are making headway in this. I mean, the bill passed, the law passed, but now they're actually going after people and it's just sickening. And then we have people like the LeBron, what is LeBron, whatever. LeBrance. LeBrance that are, you know, part of, even though they're not in Texas, the people like them feed into this whole thing where abortion should be illegal. And so I'm just disgusted by it all. Um, I'm happy. That, um, well, first of all, I'm. it's sad that she, if we don't even know if this is true. Some people are saying that this is actually false, that she didn't even do this, that somebody did this out of malice and reported her. And so this is the kind of fear that people live in. And we just... We need to be fighting to do everything that we can that and to protect women's rights, protect people's rights that have a vagina because getting charged for a crime is because you don't want to allegedly go through with a pregnancy is just disgusting and sickening. Well, and also like a self-induced abortion is also used a lot of times to describe miscarriages. Yeah. And like. The other part that I think was so, so depressing about this is that we only know about this story because it got a lot of news traction. Mm -hmm. There could have been other people who this exact thing has happened to in the last week, today, yesterday, the last month. But this is the one that got attention. And like, if the attention hadn't happened there, like, we're essentially expecting... And demanding for someone who either had a miscarriage or chose to terminate an unwanted pregnancy. Or they're being villainized by someone else that just said that because we don't even know if. Yeah, that's... or it's a complete lie. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just someone who's being attacked. You're expecting them to advocate for themselves in the medical field, which when you're going through nothing, advocating for yourself in the medical field is hard. Like, mm -hmm. and that is we're putting all of the power in the hands of the people who aren't actually aren't patients. Mm -hmm. And then it's on the responsibility and then the time and the energy and the resources to fight against these things. And it is just so wildly, wildly fucked. And I did see this thing about a I think it was either from a gynecologist or someone who works in uh, legislation who was talking about, like, I mean, they had some pretty <laughs> bleak feelings about Roe versus Wade overturning. And it was like, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. And I was like, oh, God. But they had said something that like, it's a lot of the way that these bills are worded is intentionally really broad. So it captures a lot of these things. But then also the way that Roe versus Wade isn't is written and how that whole thing, it is also decently broad. And that if that is fully overturned, we're not overturning something super specific. Like mm -hmm. we're overturning something that encompasses a lot of different things, which is intentional because it should encompass all of these things. But we overturn that 
even a lot of people who say that they are against abortion and all of that, like, I think that the a lot of them have, like, exceptions. And those exceptions aren't written in, in here. And, like, shove your exceptions up your ass, deal with it, fucking swallow it, and, like, shut the fuck up. Because, like, people have these things of being like, well, my I have an exception if it's, like, if the mother's life is at risk. But I see, blah, blah. And then you talk to them, and it's like, oh, I guess, yeah, if, it, if it's, like, this way, oh, I guess you're right. I didn't realize that it could be, like, all of this. But it's like, if you're not educating yourself on this, you're blindly advocating for something that you might not actually fully believe in. Mm-hmm. And that because it's all, and I'm specifically speaking to, like, women who are feeling this, but, like, you do realize these are old white men in power. These are old white men in power who are going to be making these calls and these laws and stuff. And like, they they don't give a fuck about your exceptions at all. Legislation right. doesn't give a fuck about your exceptions. And it's all about controlling bodies. And specific bodies because mm-hmm. they get a mistress pregnant. Ah, abortion. Mm-hmm. Their, their teenage daughter gets pregnant. Ah, abortion. Yep. And I really hope that this story... And what we're hearing from all of the, the the wording in these bills is we finally get the people who are have experienced miscarriages who feel who have become anti-abortion because they don't like how people talk about terminating pregnancies because they have had a miscarriage in a time period where other people don't refer to that as a baby. Mm-hmm. And so they feel very personally attacked and it feels like it's like not supportive and all that. I really hope that those people come to the side and understand now that like you are not protected either. Yep. I think also we could solve a lot of this and get a lot more numbers of people voting if we also had like accurate state mandated also like resources and therapy and help for people who do experience miscarriages because mm-hmm. it's an incredibly traumatic thing. It's traumatic and common. Yeah, and like when you're not processing that and then you are dealing with this grieving, this loss of this baby that however many weeks, if that is a if that is a pregnancy you wanted, that is your call if it's a baby. That's mm-hmm. your call. But if it's not a pregnancy that you want, it's a cluster of cells. Right. It's it's that. Like that's just what it is, the same way that like when you're trying to get pregnant, like and you're doing like IVF or whatever, like and someone's jacking off into a cup, that's like potential and that's future. If you don't want a kid, that's just semen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like two sides of all of that. And this just hurts people with uteruses everywhere on every side of it. And they're turning Mm -hmm. us all against each other. And then they're using us as examples to convince other people. When in reality, like, it's just the patriarchy fucking us all over. Mm -hmm. And it's just so depressing. Very Handmaid's Tale. But they're putting all their thoughts into younger people, too. So it's like a cycle that it's not going to end until... I don't know when it, I don't know when or if it can end because there's plenty of younger people in mm-hmm. power that have the same thoughts because it's been put into them. Most of those crazed Republicans, a lot of them are young. I don't think it's a hot take. I think it's kind of fact, but that's, I think, part of the reason why we make college so inaccessible is because we know but a people lot of get them ed- didn't even get degrees. <laughs> but no, so I'm saying when yeah. we make people more, when we have like access to college and education to absolutely everyone, like that's when people are leaving their homes and like forming their own opinions. But like if we make education in- impossible for people, like we're just going to be maintaining the same belief systems that our parents have. Yeah. And like we're keeping everyone uneducated so we can remain powerless. I hate it. Okay, (laughs) let's come up with something on a lighter note to end the episode. A little less doomsday. Congratulations to Britney Spears on her pregnancy. 
I was like, oh my gosh, congratulations in my head. And then I also saw some people on Twitter who are like, I don't think she's actually pregnant. Like, I think she was just like making a joke about a food baby. I I interpreted that as she's pregnant. I didn't read it, but I just saw the yeah. other things about it. Hey, you imagine she is having a baby. J-Lo and what's his name are back together. I'm not celebrating this. <laughs> I don't know. I'm too young to like know the cultural significance of any of that. Yeah. Okay. That is it for this episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you want to go leave a review on the podcast app, we would so appreciate that. As always, you can vote on the uh, poll that comes out before Monday. So most likely Friday. This episode's out on Thursday. And we love when you tag us in things on Twitter, TikTok, send us a message on Instagram. If you want to let us know something we should talk about for Rachel of the Week or you have a hot take you would like to hear our personal take on. And let's keep it going with the new thing we have started where head on over to the Instagram in the last post and comment your positive your anti-Rachel of the week. Maybe we'll have a name for it by now, by the time you're listening to this, but not by the time we're recording it. Maybe it's the Deborah. No? Mm-hmm. Okay. Deborah puts me in the same lane as um, Karen. Okay. So Deborah's the anti-Karen to me. Mm. We'll be taking your suggestions. Yeah. Anything else? That's it. Okay, we will circle back next week. Bye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.